Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with a Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A $1 donut with any medium or larger coffee. Excludes specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. This is Amon Green, your host of On My Block Podcast, along with my good friend and teammate, Mike Wall. Mike, man, how you doing? AG, I'm doing great. I just, we finally got the, uh, I think we got the music right for the first we're, time. We're getting there. Yeah, we're hey. getting there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's get it. Before we get into all the nonsense that went on this weekend, not just with the Packer game, but NFL itself, let's get into this. Our sponsors here at Bet Online. So basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source of all your sports betting needs for the season. You'll always find the latest odds team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. So as you continue your source of sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, giveaways, and all season long. So always the fastest, the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events, whenever that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, esports, and even golf. So head on to betonline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts, Mike. So let's get into this Packer Titans, man. Oof. Yeah, we, this is Tough this one. is crazy. I mean. Tough one. Yeah. So it's 27-17. Mm-hmm. The numbers are bad. Um, you know, we we kind of in our preview. I, I went over this a little bit on Friday. But I, I did. I put some clips together on Friday, but we went over this right. on the show, right? You and I. And look, you got to win the line of scrimmage versus Derrick Henry and made him cut early. I think for the most part they did a pretty good job. They, you know, he was averaging under four yards a carry, which is a, a great job given given what his production usually is over the course of a game. Right. And then you talk about you know we have to. But, Tannehill beats us and beats us and beats the brakes off us. And our secondary is just, I mean, the miscommunication. It's like if you go through the tape and you watch the miscommunication in this game, mm-hmm. for literally from the first from their first pass play, you just can't believe what you're what you're looking at and that we're still in the place that we are. Yeah, this uh this right now is a week eleven. This was week eleven. And mm-hmm. so that communication should be uh on par. It should be no uh thinking about it because we've had the weeks for preparation and from the mistakes from week one, from the Minnesota game to Justin now. Justin Jefferson game. Like after, exactly. that, after that game, it the first like, game of the season, it should be no problem. Deck. Yeah. Right. All hands on deck. We're going to fix this week two. We're not going to have a problem, dude. Week 11 and Tannehill, Tannehill looks like Tannehill. Joe Montana. 
I mean, I have much respect for him. He's yeah. been through a lot. He's he he's he and Joe he's, Montana and he showed up and yeah he he played and it showed basically how the run game can bounce you know help the pass game because when on some of those play actions that's where he got guys wide open and that helped and he took advantage of them and you mentioned about his accuracy I saw that sitting yeah. in them sitting in them Hold zone right. cover yes sitting in them zone coverages you know if it was a cover three or cover two and the receivers just stop and turn around he nailed them and so that is. The quarterback doing his job, regardless of what they say, he's a team manager or he's a play manager, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, he won that game. He did his job. And then Derrick Henry just had to do, keep doing what they're doing and grind the clock out. They, Tannehill's going to, he can, like we talk, he's accurate. The problem is we can't disguise coverages because we can't disguise coverages. <laughs> and right. what, what you assume is, and, and I think a lot of people, and honestly, wrongly assume, like if we if we crowd the line, I thought the same thing. Um, you know, you're watching the game, and you're just watching on TV, and you go, "Oh, they're crowding the line of scrimmage." Of course, people are going to be open, mm-hmm. and maybe in part that's the reason. But really, the reason they were open is because you're putting a lot of people in disadvantageous positions because the communication was so poor. And one thing, let's just like highlight one idea, right? One concept. Mm-hmm. Ag, if we're playing sticks, right? So if everything, if we're always, everyone's complaining right now, like, hey, the DBs are always off. DBs are always 10 yards, Correct. eight yards. Okay. Yeah. Right. What happens is if you and I are both, let's say they run a, they're, they're in double-double, right? So two by two, yep. and you and I are on the right side, and we're just standing next to each other looking at these two receivers, and we're eight, 10 yards deep, and they're just, they're running right at us, right? And mm-hmm. we have some sort of communication that we have to pass these guys off. If one goes outside, I got them. If one goes upfield, you got them, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just standing there. And we're right next to each other. And so there's like, I can't see what you're going to do. And you can't see what I'm going to do. And right. these people are running at us full speed. And all of a sudden they you crisscross, one goes up, one goes out. You could just, as we talk about it right now, it's yeah. obvious. It seems very easy that we're going to make some mistakes. And yes. so when you, when you start looking at like, it's not only communication errors, it's just like fundamentally from a scheme standpoint, if one of you can't correct for whatever the other one's doing, you're going to have a problem more yes. often than not because it only takes one of you to make a mistake now. No. If we do it the other exactly. way and you and you and let's say you play up in press press man or you just play up three yards and I'm playing at 10 on a twins look or a double right. look. Yep. If you whatever you decide to do, like I can make up for it, but you can't make up for it if you're just standing in the same spot all the time. And these they do this and you go, where'd he go? You're like, you know, top gun. Where'd he go? Where'd who go? You know what I mean? It's, no, you don't want that. Yeah. You got to bounce that communication and you got to just know like pre-snap uh, even, I mean, this happens in practice. It should happen in practice, but say for whatever reason, they change up, they come out in a different, different uh, formations and schemes that they didn't, that we didn't practice for. And we, that happened a lot, you know, during our playing days is the teams that we trained for, we trained for this look, we trained for a three, four, they come out in a, a four, three or whatever. They, and they're playing man. And then they come out, we, we practice man and they come out in zone the whole game. So just, those are adjustments that then, on the run, I'm conversating with you. All right, this is not – they're doing this now, Mike. All right, I'm going to do this. If they come out, like you said, with that two-double set, this guy, the guy I'm on comes to you, take him, and I'm going to take the other guy, and I'll just stay out here on the outside. So you got to have that verbal communication in-game to adjust to make sure, okay, I'm doing my job to make sure our team, our defense, doesn't give up plays or, you know, hold a whole lot of first downs and a whole lot of big plays over top because that's going to hurt us, and that's what we saw happen with the boys on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, no doubt. We go over to the other side of the ball, and and one of the things we wanted to talk about, I think, before the game is we had to establish the run game, obviously. Yes. And we're gonna show, we'll show this a little bit, uh, because you know we have some like there's some numbers coming out. You know, our snap rates versus shotgun versus under center. Mm-hmm. How often we do one thing versus another. You know, under under uh, shot, shotgun run rate, 
is uh, 66% of the time, if we're under center, we're going to run the ball. Only 22% of the time, if we're in shotgun, we're going to run the ball. So, like, you start creating tendencies, right? Mm-hmm. We don't run the ball as effective. So, therefore, you don't run the ball as effectively necessarily under center as you do in shotgun. For Contextually, that's easy to think why. Okay, I'm under center. They're going to bring more people in the box. I'm in shotgun. means we're spread out. They're probably six in the box, like more, more, more advantageous positions for us. All of that makes sense. So when people start throwing out stats right now, like, okay, we can contextualize anything. What we find is under center play action, especially against a team who's got guys like 51, David Long Jr. on their team, absolutely war hammering our offensive line the entire night and and shooting the gap. They they bite hard. We didn't – we showed this on Friday. We We didn't run a true under center play action pass until the third quarter. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to the tape, man. It's it's crazy because our last thing was like, can we call the right game plan two weeks in a row? Mm-hmm. I'm and, still up in the air, AJ. You tell me. Yeah. And then what you were saying about the linebacker there, you know, when you're not doing the true under the center, then you know what? They're a fast reacting team. You know what? We're just going to batter and beat you up because if you want to not show it and or try to toy around with it and not really get into it, then they're going to take advantage of the mistake you're making right there. And that's what we saw in the game. You want, you want to check this out real quick? So I yeah. put a couple clips here just, just, just to, just to point this out. And forgive me because some of this is from the stuff on Friday. Yeah. So this is under center run, okay? And we got beat up under center. So you see here our our uh, center and left guard get split. Our, our, our center gets beat backside. And then you see we miss <laughs> David Long, you know, just does a run blitz or a, a run stun again, beats us. So these guys, our guys are having to get make cuts in the backfield, which is something we didn't yeah, want to penetration, do. Penetration. Penetration is a problem. Yeah. We our our center and left guard literally get split here, which means our they're both facing the wrong direction as yeah. Aaron Jones gets the ball. I mean, AJ think about going. like, I, mean, I know this has happened to every running back, but like you, right. you see that AG and you just go like, oh man, it's going to be a bad night, bro. Yeah. The first thing pops in my head, hold on to the ball and then make, <laughs> just, do, just do what I can. Just work yeah. with what I can here. <laughs> we got two guys facing the wrong direction after half a second, though. That's It's just because their footwork is poor. Um, but the thing oh, – that's AJ, excuse me. But the yeah. thing is, it's under center, and we're showing what we need to show. Exactly. Okay, so we, we talked about this one, too. Um, so, basically, we fixed this problem already, and we're back doing it. So, you see the safety goes into the box. Our receiver can't block the safety from where he is. He needs to insert behind the tight end. And we've done it. I showed on Friday the Titans do it in the game, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason we don't do it. So we're under center. We let the safety make the play. Like oh, this is yeah. something that plagues a lot of teams, right? But it looked like Green Bay had made this adjustment. I'm just yeah. trying to get back to the point where we're actually doing some of this, some of this, um, making some of these adjustments and sticking with them. Right, right. right. The reason I brought this tape up though is that is this AG. What's up? So we're under center. And now we're going to do play action pass. Okay. And I want you to, sh- we're just going to highlight the, the linebackers and what you, you know, the separation that you can get from a run read. Now we got all their, all their bodies are facing Aaron. Mm-hmm. All of our guys are either at or past the linebacker level already. So the separation is there. This is how yep. a team who's running the ball, you know, 40% of the time, this is how a team uh, capitalizes on that under center run. If your under center run is already averaging, let's say, you know, three and a half yards of carry. Exactly. That's okay. successful. Yeah, that's okay. 
right? You can make up, you can get the easy yards and shotgun, right? With the six man box. Like mm-hmm. we know that this is what allows you to, to create play action pass, create separation, help your receivers, help your quarterback, make it obvious, help the, help the, uh, the offensive line that struggles in pass protection at times by slowing down the pass rush, right? It's all possible if we continue to run this. This was, again, not until the third quarter. Yeah. And by this time, everything should be established. And I say back to that uh, goal line play where mm-hmm. you had Randall Cobb, and I think that should have been a switch. You know, that should be a personal thing, get Lazard there. That's a great point. You know, and because Randall Cobb just coming on IR, mm-hmm. um, not saying he can't block, not saying he won't block, but just give him a chance, give a Lazard a better chance because he's been doing it all season long and not just the last few weeks like for Randall Cobb. So just, you know, in the huddle, be like, hey, Allen, you go over here just for this play because this, this, you got to dig the safety out. So just think about that, you know, for, you know, between, you know, between the two receivers or even between Aaron or even Matt LaFour sending that in from comms uh, from the sideline with that play call. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a place like that, too, you can see that, like, Mercedes Lewis is on that side, but he's hipped off. So you can easily just flip them, mm-hmm. put Mercedes Lewis on, on, the, um, on the line of scrimmage, hip Cobb off, and then Cobb can kind of just do the, you know, the backstop body on the defensive end, which isn't going to be pretty. But – but it's yeah, something your, in his face. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's not but it's also I think what you're saying too is like we don't want him to go through and have like helmet to helmet or, or helmet to shoulder contact when he just got back. Right. Right. He's a guy that's gonna be rough. So this is this was kind of the point I was trying to make uh, uh, on on Friday after the game is now this is like two or three plays later. So now instead of under center play action pass, a lot of teams, so like if you go to PFF, you go to these these stats places, they're going to call this play action, okay? Because he's going to do like a gratuitous. A little know, token a, fake. A little token fake to, to uh, Jones. Look at the linebackers. First of all, offensive line does not look like they're coming off the ball. No, they're not. And this is not, that starts with them. Right. And this is not their fault. This is how they're, this is, this is the, this is the new NFL. This is the scheme. This is what's being coached. They're going to say, oh yeah, we're going to hold the linebackers with, this gratuitous play fake. Look at <laughs> look at the linebackers in this man. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a joke, right? And they immediately bail. There's no no. They right? yeah, they know it's not pass. I mean, they yeah, know they it's know, not run. They know it's not running. So they're not respecting it out of the shotgun. This is why when we when we keep on pounding, you know, for fans out there, when we keep on talking about, it, listen, you need to establish the run for demeanor. You need to establish the run because you want to have that physical presence. You want to be able to you want to be able to run the ball and can dictate the terms of, of confrontation. But you also need to establish a run because under center play action pass works. This does not work as far as what what you're trying to accomplish. You're trying mm-hmm. to create separation in the secondary. You can't do it with this. No, you gotta you gotta it's a it's a it's an act. You gotta show run, you gotta be run, and then boom, play action pass. Yeah. It, it, it's a whole commitment for everybody on the offense when the when the play action play is called when you're establishing the run. The fake, like I remember, I used to tuck down and run and make three, four cuts, like I had the ball, to really sell it. Because then the linebackers are looking at me; it's they're worried about me. And then when they do that, all right, bro. Um, then when I commit to it, then everybody else, it makes everybody else's job easier. Receivers can go get open, linemen, y'all can hold your blocks a little bit better and longer. And then, and then Brett or Aaron could get the ball out. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, so I guess with that, you know, we're now four and seven. We're third in the NFC North. I think we're tied because the tiebreaker to the Lions. Yeah, but more importantly, we're not we're not a playoff team, and we're really not anywhere close. So, <laughs> Eagles, rough. Vikings, t- NFC South has to send one. So Tampa and the Seahawks are are leading the divisions right now. 
San Fran's at five and four, but you could just tell that San Fran's going to kind of be a little bit better now with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Giants are seven and three. Cowboys are seven and three. All ahead of the Packers. Four and seven. I mean, it's it's like for me, it's kind of time to go, okay, we're playing the Eagles this weekend. Realistically, that's going to be a tough one. All the Eagles have had, you know, two kind of interesting weekends. Mm -hmm. Here's some here's some stats, AG, because I I just want to. I just want to know what kind of stands out to you. I'll give you some numbers and then and just and just hear your thoughts here. Okay. So, so rushing percentage on offense, right? We think we need to rush the ball to become this like play action pass team. This is where our identity should be. We're at 41%. We're 18. We're right in the middle of the road, 18th in the league. 41% rushing. Okay. I I would so defensively, 50%. So half the time against our defense, because of the game, because of our run, our run defense, et cetera. 50% of the time teams are running the ball against us. That's usually what happens. That number goes up as you're winning mm-hmm. games, right? Because we're, we're, we're four and seven. It kind of makes sense. Right. But we're, we're number two with Aaron Rodgers and everything else that's going on. We're number 20 in yards per pass. We only average 6.4 yards every, per, every time he lets the ball out of his hands. Mm. Okay. 20th yeah. in the league. That's, that is incredibly low. And then we are maybe the most telling tale here is, we are 27th in turnover margin. Mm. Yeah. 27th in turnover margin. So you, you go with yeah, that wherever you want. No, it is, you know, with the turn, this is with the turnovers because the turnovers kind of explain everything, you know, because when you don't have the ball, you can't run it or pass it. Um, the team, the offense or the other team then has time to obviously rest their defense. Um, and you're giving them plays to make sure they hit their goals defensively. Mm-hmm. And then their offense are on the, is on the field a lot more. So that means your defense is out there a lot more longer, a lot much longer, excuse me, and they're tired eventually because they're human beings and then rotating out is going to be an issue because you're going to have to do that. But then now you're adjusting and playing more reps. And then at the end of the day, that's where the injuries come in. That's when a whole lot of stuff starts to build up because the offense from the opposing team is on the field too long and the defense is trying to do their best to hold, you know, basically hold a dam where – Leak, things are leaking and they can't stop it up. It's uh, for to be that low with, you know, again, I think this is one of, this is just one of those years. Everything's going wrong, mm-hmm. but you, you know, and, and to, to be that low with the defense that we thought we'd have. And certainly with, with a, with a player with, I mean, Aaron had his first three turnover game and I mean, how many right. years you know, yeah. this year? It's just, it's just one of those years and that's okay. Like sometimes you just have these um, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but, there's there's a reason that things happen. Like this isn't just arbitrary. Uh, you and a lot of people want to talk to you. You know how much time you spend in here in the off season, what you're doing. You know in the off season. I right. tend to look at it like forty years of players <clears throat> just fine doing that. It's I think it's a part of it's about how much time they can spend during training camp, how many you know padded practices they have, but it's right. also how we're coaching, what the expectations are, how many, how good of teachers we have on coaching staff because. You look at that, for example, the miscommunication, and a lot of people are calling for Joe Barry's job. And it's like, okay, well, if Joe Barry's gone, then you know they said, well, Jerry Gray is the assistant, like DC. It's like, well, Jerry Jerry Gray runs the defensive backs room. You're gonna put him in charge, you know? And I, I mean, right? Like, I'm and they haven't they're having communication problems, right? Right. That's the point. So it's like, well, I don't understand where you want to go with this exactly. Is there's, right. maybe there's somebody out there that you know can 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 swoop in, but it's. Every time this team has lost in the last couple of years, 
mm-hmm. they've been 13-3. They've had success in the regular season, but they've lost in the playoffs. And every time they lose, though, it's – and teams – listen, we're all human. And you're, everybody has a bad game from time to time. But mm-hmm. it's always been – it's never been that they just got outplayed by better players. Let's put it that way. I don't think you've – you don't go into a lot of games with Green Bay, with Aaron Rodgers, and especially when Devontae Adams was here. Mm-hmm. You don't go into a lot of games – like maybe the Chiefs game last year where you go, okay, Aaron's not playing – they should beat us, right? Right. There's just not a lot of games that you go into where you should get beat when you got the talent that they have. And so when you when that happens, when you're not playing up to standard, the question has to, you know, for guys like you and me, goes, okay, mm-hmm. well, it's preparation. Are you preparing the right way? And the yep. answer seems to be largely this year, based on outcome, the answer's got to be no. Right, yeah. Preparation between what the coaches bring up in meetings, how they address it how they talk about it, if it's repetitive, if it's repeated, things like that to remind people of the discipline, to remind people of accountability, constructive criticism, getting better. And so all that is what coaches that do for their job. And then the players, then they execute the plays. They they work on their strengths. They get healthy. They do everything to make sure they're available to play, especially if they're, they're, they're that better player. And, um, and those are the things that right now, it, it, it just those are the things you could tell that are affecting the squad um, because I know I think it, it it was something out there where Aaron's thumb, you know, I think it's, it is broken, you know, or it's cracked or it has a hairline fracture in it. And, and with that there, it didn't make sense, you know, not saying he can't play with it, but then obviously that can be some of a, a, a little detail that's missed out on why some of his throws doesn't have the off on it or the, the, the velocity on the ball where, you know, things are getting, thrown and into the middle of nowhere you know so that can answer ask that answer that question if possible so yeah yeah i I mean and i guess it was hard i think it was hard for some people it's like well how did he played well two weeks ago why doesn't he play well this week well if you get you know if you have something that's you know like you have a hairline fracture if you got something that's hurt not we like i don't know exactly what's wrong i'm just giving you my example yeah we've all broken bones before if you like you know if i if i got a hairline fracture my thumb and i do that it gets hit, gets hit on shoulder pad, gets hit on helmet, whatever. Like it hurts now. It goes numb. All of a sudden, it, you know, it gets inflamed. So, whatever feeling that you had before, it's just going to be. Different. Maybe it's not quite as it's the same as day one, but it mm-hmm. certainly doesn't like that grip strength. Everything does change. So, there's a there's certainly a lot of reasons from I think the Aaron Rodgers standpoint. But you know, again, when I go back to this, I look, I try to look beyond the quarterback a little bit because mm-hmm. because of oh, yeah. because of it's a physical factor. Yeah, just this one looking, thing, one of many. Yeah, and start look and start looking at like okay, from a prep standpoint, communications poor, footwork's poor on the along the offensive line. Like these are these are like foundational principles of being a good player, right? Yes. So found you have two things that are foundational: your technique and your foundational knowledge of the sport. And right now we're failing in both. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. hey, I I put together. So a lot of people have been talking about Kenny Clark. Like Kenny Clark is yes. our team captain, one of the leaders of this defense. I think he started out. Week two in the NFL, I think he had like 10 pressures already. I mean, he was starting out hot. Yep. And like those numbers don't show up necessarily because they're not sacks and the people don't really know what to look for. But like pressures equal picks. It's a big deal. He's great in the run game. And everyone's like, where's where's Kenny? Where's Kenny? This run game has been poor. Where's Kenny? And I just wanted to put together some clips from this Titans game and then go back to a handful of clips in the Minnesota game week one. And just like, let's just talk about it because footwork is king. And I think there's a couple of things we can look at and identify with Cl- with Kenny if we just break it down on the tape that kind of makes sense as mm-hmm. far as like why this production isn't necessarily where it needs to be, or he's not showing up 
in in at times where we think he might show up. And sometimes right. he does, sometimes he doesn't. And and but I think there's always an explanation. So if you're ready, let's just dive in, man. Yep, ready to go. So I think this is the first play of the game. And remember, the uh, Tennessee Titans are starting their left guard at center. Okay, so new position for him. Very, very strong player. I'll start by saying that. Um, I think along the, the interior of their offensive line, they're generally like pretty stout, strong players. But, <laughs> but Kenny buckles this guy on the first play of the game. Now, oh, yeah. dude's on his knee, right? He's yep. beat. Okay. Now, Derrick Henry, they put him in the A-gap for a reason, right, oh, yeah. to stop him. But right there, that's a play that nobody sees where you're like, dude, Kenny just – he won. It just doesn't show up. So, mm-hmm. for people out there, like, understand – First play of the game, he's dominating, right? He gets taken out by the by the the running back, but dudes, the dude's still he's still a bad man. Mm-hmm. Now yep. we look at this second play, and footwork comes into it. Now the way this play works, if I just take it back, AG is that the the center and the left guard are going to push all the way over to Quay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's the responsibility yeah. of the nose tackle is to make sure that the center cannot rise up to, to the second to, level. Yeah. Don't so in other words, him he, get to linebacker. Yeah. So in other words, he can't go through Kenny and get to the second level. So if Kenny washes this down, obviously you'd like to hold your point as much as you can, but he doesn't know if it's inside zone, outside zone. That's not his responsibility. His responsibility is the A gap. Yep. So he doesn't get blown off the line of scrimmage here. He's holding he, it. He holds that point. And what happens is, we've been talking about it, Quay is not one of those players that's going to attack the gap. No. Right? He's just not. And we got it guys coming backside that are trying to cross face that don't do a great job. Yeah, so Quay if, is a speed guy. But if, but if we can, if we crash this gap, if we get a cross face on the backside like we're supposed to, right, These if he makes the play. I mean, you know, Kenny Clark's doing his job here. He might not get us. He's not going to be in a stat sheet for it, but he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. You put yeah, him out here. On, yeah, you, you you put him down here at at uh, over the right guard in the in the B gap. I think this is the third play of the game, and this is that blown coverage out in the back. But we got to watch it anyways. So they're going to run a TE, and right here, Kenny Clark could go. And this is like this is hard for you know people to understand sometimes. You have a pass rush plan. With a guy like Ryan Tannehill, because I was in Miami. I know Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill likes to escape to his right and throw on the run. He's a very athletic player. Mm-hmm. So right here, you look at it and you go, dude, Kenny can split them right now and go, right? But because we're running an, a TE and the end's coming inside, if Kenny doesn't wrap around here and go high, if he doesn't do that, Ryan Tannehill releases outside. Ryan Tannehill, he breaks, he basically breaks contain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So these are those situations, the first three plays of the game, where he's playing at a high level. He's disruptive. It's just he doesn't have the freedom some of the other players have. You play nose tackle. You've got to do some of the dirty work. He shows up. He's been double teamed twice now. Yep. He's been passed off. So this this to me is like, dude, he's doing everything you're asking for. Now, a couple plays later, guy's still in the game. And AG, you know, you, you know how this is. You you guys rotate, mm-hmm. right? So after a handful of plays, like you take a breather because you need to you need to recover. You need to rest up, yeah. You need to rest yeah. up. Now, offensive linemen are like pickup trucks, and we run on diesel, so we don't ever leave the because we can't get. We're never going to be faster, so it's just like 
hey, you want me to run it, uh, you know, five miles an hour or five miles an hour? I can run five <laughs> miles an hour on the first play or five miles an hour on the 12th play. Right. <laughs> but this this is the first this is the first play of um, excuse me. This is the fifth play of the game. And again, he's trying to fight for leverage against the center. Yes, gets caught up. Yep. Yeah. That's out of his control there. But he was he was he was working to the gap again, yeah. working to his gap, doing his rules. Six play of the man. game playing a wide three technique. And this is where Kenny, I think earlier in the season, these are the kind of plays that he might show up on. Where mm-hmm. he feels that pressure, he feels like I got turning, he walls off. Now he almost makes this play. Yeah, he's... This is a draw. But these are the kind of plays, or I should say, maybe it's better to say it this way, AG. When you've been in the game for six plays, so they did a, I think they did a study maybe five, six years ago. We mm. talked about it with J.J. Watt. Remember, he was like the only guy yeah. that could play at a high level. Okay, so most guys after six plays are, are cooked. Oh, yeah. Okay? So you kind of see like his reaction time maybe isn't More as down. fast as it would be because it, mm-hmm. this is his sixth play in a row. And that's honestly, that's what happened. So he gets a break after this. He barely misses that play. He gets a break after it. He goes in. Now, this is like second series. 11, I think it's like the 11th play of the game. And what does he, he do? Him. Problem. Dom- push him. Yeah. yeah, he dominates that guy, right? <laughs> push him straight into that guy. Almost into Derrick Henry's lap right there. Almost. And, A.G., this is, this is, this is exactly what you, you described as like yeah. the hardest thing for a running back, right? You get the ball, and it's like, oh, shoot, I got to stop and go another direction. All yeah, time. and for Derrick Henry and for any big back, like I was mentioning with A.J., you making him stop his feet. So that's a win. Because then the linebackers, if they're attacking the gap like they should, then you could get a tackle for loss or a very short gain, you know, if anything. But then, you know, when that D tack gets up there, if it's a nose guard or the the five, when you have that penetration, you make a stop, you know, stop our feet and have to restart. And so that was a, I say, a win for uh, Kenny right there. And and I just uh, let's just say this because people need to understand, like he doesn't. There's no statistic that lets everybody know that he just dominated this play. Right, other than visual. <laughs> right, right. No, yeah. like unless 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 you're looking for it, yep. there's no statistic that makes everybody go, Oh yeah, he just dominated that play. Like and he doesn't was... he doesn't get credit for that tackle. And I think Derek maybe got back to the line of scrimmage on that play. Big difference. <clears throat> Over the left guard here. Again, now this this is a footwork issue. Yeah, right. He, he jumped outside, yeah. Or inside, I mean. Excuse yeah, me. so so he's not in his he's not he's in a stance that makes you think that he might be taking an inside step. But when you look at the backside, they're not rocking, they're not all going one direction. And Quay Walker's going into that A gap right here initially. So my thought is that he just got reached because he took a poor first step. If you look at his, I think it's his Quay or right Kenny. Quay or Kenny. So so watch. So Quay's gonna go A and then he's gonna spin yeah. over the top. Gotcha. But, Ken, but Kenny should be attacking the line of scrimmage. And it looks like when you watch Kenny's first step here, yeah, he takes Kenny, goes, Kenny goes, see, he goes straight across. Mm-hmm. So the minute you go straight across and not forward, you should go forward into that guy, and then you can react on your second step. So a defensive tackle that's an attacking player takes their first step, and depending on what the offensive lineman does, it's basically their toe changes, right? So if they're taking on a double, they want to show that shoulder, they turn their toe in. If they're going out, they turn their toe out because they have to play into the guard. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like literally that subtle, but – you're basically trying to replace your down hand with your foot as far as get that foot in the ground, strike, get into that guy's body. He steps to the side, and now he's behind the play. Right. Makes sense? Yep, makes sense. 
So these are, I mean, the, and these are things that happen over the course of a game. You don't know if he's worn out. This course of the season, you don't know. Again, you, there's multiple reasons to do it. Yeah, maybe he was anticipating something because he saw something where the the, uh, the all line was lined up. I don't know, but mm-hmm. you know, guys, he just made a bad step there. Yep. <clears throat> so this is great. So you can see the center, new center, talking to the right guard, pointing out where they're going. Kenny, you know, smart player, nose tackle, right. Like can hear everything they're saying. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and it, and immediately just attacks the. Uh, I think he just attacks the guard here, right? Yeah, just attacks the guard and makes this play. Again, that's dude. That's like <laughs> that is such a hard play to make. He is basically taking two three hundred plus pound men, one in each arm, and stopping progress completely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so Quake can come off and get in the right and you know reset this, get in the gap. And make a play. Now, there are other people that need to make plays here, yeah, including being able to fill the whole backside and everything. But he just took a double team on. Like that is a phenomenal job. Gets absolutely no credit for it, right? Yeah. Absolutely Coaches, no credit. Yeah, and I say with that, you know, being Derrick Henry, he was able to still pick pick up positive yardage there. Um, Quay has to be that that thumper. He has to get in that gap. As soon as he sees that gap clear, where you're. D tackle just got ate up with the double team, like you mentioned. He has to hit that thing hard. He has to come down and fill right away. Over right guard here. Again, we talked about this earlier. It's something that Jaron Reed's been doing a really good job of. But when you sense a double, so so for fans, like every every time that I'm going to work with like Chad Clifton on the, on the defensive tackle. We'll make a call or we'll make a call at the, at either at the line of scrimmage or in the huddle. But he knows because maybe the, maybe the right tackle is looking at him. He's changed his stance, changed his demeanor. The right, the right guard might be looking right in his eyes instead of looking at 51 or vice versa. But Kenny reads immediately that this is going to be a double and attacks that tackle. What happens? Feet get too wide on the right guard. Right, because he's expecting contact, so he's a little mm-hmm. out of control. Easier for Chris Barnes to stand up and shed, and now he just attacks that tackle, stonewalls him completely, and again, he's making the play. I mean, he's he's like, what would that be like the second assist in hockey where you're not you're not the guy <laughs> making it? You know, yeah, you're, you're setting up people for success. That's what that mm-hmm. is. That's a this is a big deal, man. Like this guy is this guy is a high high level player. You just he, the stats are just tough to find. No. Yep, yep, yep. Again, penetration, got to feel. Reset the line of scrimmage. I like it. Might get a little credit now because he makes that tackle. But so the difference in the play, AG, so remember the one, the first one we showed when he got reached? Yeah. You know, kind of same situation, except he goes straight up field with his first step. Yep. Just goes right into him. No, right? it's just, yeah. It's just Big that difference. easy. Yeah, yeah bigger, yeah. It's simple, man. It's foundational, foundational technique, foundational knowledge, man. Yeah, that's and it, all this sport is. And that's what it looks like to me. Like he maybe was anticipating something on that last play mm-hmm. where he jumped in and took mm-hmm. that, or not jumped in, he just took the inside step that put him in the wrong position. But that time he read it as it was off the ball and then attacked and reset the line of scrimmage as you want your D lineman to do and was able to be on that tackle as well. Senator, I think this is a three man. Mm. Yeah, okay. So look at this. <laughs> I mean, the dude's the dude defeats the down block and basically takes two, right? Because the guard yeah. whiffs, so the tackle's got to take him, gets Quay free. So 
Quay Walker's open because our man, Kenny Clark, beat the left guard, forced the left tackle to take him, and and now the line nobody's up to get the linebacker. Like yeah. that's the impact that he makes. No stats. Yeah, he, he went into that toolbox. That is, you know, a move where he's been working on it and saw or thought, you know what, this is the time to pull that out. Let me do this now just to give him something to think about. And that's what he did right there. Good job. That's the worst feeling in the world, by the way, when you think you got that guy and he just like clubs you across. Yeah. Yeah, they feel like such a dope. That's going to the toolbox, man, because I know with picking up blitzes at times between, no matter if it was uh, Brooksy or Erlacher, you know, sometimes I take them high and then sometimes I fake the the cut and still take them high. And then sometimes I just straight cut them just to slow them down, you know, to give them, you know, give them some time to think like, oh, man, he took me high. Then he cut me the last play. Then, you know, I'm I'm waiting for him to make a move. But you know what? I'm a dictator. He's going to play off of me instead of him, me off of him. And you got to do that sometimes. Awesome. How you get to competition determines the terms of confrontation, man. Oh, yeah. You're the expert. Mm, Big fun. So again, mm-hmm. on this play, he gets washed. I mean, like he, this this is a play that you don't expect him to you don't expect to see this because he doesn't even get a hold of the center. The center gets out before him. It looks like he's yeah. laid off the snap and the right guard reaches him. Now the right guard, you know, to their credit, you know, the flip side of this is like, what is an offensive lineman doing? Well, the right guard takes a great first step. Right. So he gains leverage first step. He does exactly what he's supposed to do. So good technique wins in this. Kenny, you can't see on this angle, but I guarantee you Kenny's first step is not upfield at the speed that it needs to be. He, again, it starts, he starts going flat as soon as he sees mm-hmm. that center. And so instead of being able to press the center and then get in that space between the center and the guard, when you go flat, when you just take that immediate flat step, you got the center to beat you, but now you got to look back and this guy's running right at you and he's trying to gain ground. So you end up becoming like you're, you, you become more passive. Instead of being the hammer, you become the nail a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's able to get pushed off the ball. Yeah. This is what we're trying to do from an offensive line. Your hope that that first step puts you in a position to be successful like that. Yep, you gain all the leverage. You're in control. <clears throat> so we got six across here. You got three defensive linemen over on the right, uh, on the uh, on the left side of their offensive line, and this is like one of those situations where you'd like to see Kenny dominate this center in this a gap rush, and oh maybe. I don't know if this is a function of, you know, he's tired. But mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not running a game here and you're playing against a center who's basically the backup center and he's going to open up on his second step. So he takes a snap and he's immediately open like that. You got to press and take advantage of like he's he's basically giving you this middle of the field. You got to yep. press and not be able and not let him actually turn you by doing this little kind of whip through, right? So Mm -hmm. these are the kind of plays that we'll show some things in Minnesota real quick. Like this is the kind of stuff you're like, man, those are the opportunities to win. You got to win on those because, you know, that's big, you're a big time player. That's what big time players do. Yeah. We go back to the first game of the season. Just, I just wanted to put it in perspective. I didn't want to go through every game, but like, okay, what did it look first game of the season? Dude had 10, you know, he had a couple tackles for loss. He had, I think, I want to say he had like double digit pressures in the first couple of games. Right. So, so does he, you know, let's just talk about AG. He's like, he's fresh right now. Training mm-hmm. camp is a yeah, joke. Week one. Training <laughs> camp is a joke for these guys. So yes, let's just is. look, man. You tell me, like, I already watched it, but I want your opinion. Does he feel, does it look different or does it just look what we, like what we just saw? Right. All right. No. 
No, fresh legs. Fresh that salad. That looks pretty good, right? Like, yeah, fresh what, salad, as we called it. You get a one-on-one <laughs> versus the NFL center, man, and he beats he beats him clean. And like, obviously, I put some plays in here that he's going to look good, but I basically just picked plays out of the first two series of the game. Yeah, it's a difference. So he's over the lined up over the center here. Mm. Dominates the right guard coming down. Like I like that. <laughs> this is like my favorite thing to do. Is like they scored a touchdown, but you but know, the, for, like I don't D-Limer. care. Yeah, D-Limer yeah, like, wins. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, man. Like we're showing. Like, did this guy win or not? Like he won. Yeah, That's a he win. won because he know? got the uh, he got the what's that? The guard head over his shoulders yep. or head over his heels. So he's got him going into the ground on that swim move. So that's a victory. We got a back block on the center. The left guard's pulling across. We just the center here, man. Like kills him. You know, takes him, takes him for a ride. And then this last play versus Derisaw, we were talking about earlier. Having Is that a good him year. on the right? The wide nine? Yeah, he's the yeah, he's wide nine out here versus their left tackle. <sighs> oh my Watch goodness. This. So oh everybody's gonna, so so this is I hate to bring this up, but Rashawn Gary had his gets his first sack of the year on this on this play versus that rookie right guard, remember? Yeah, dude, we didn't even pay attention. Look what look what Kenny Clark does. He just beast he dude, he just beast that guy out. You put Kenny Clark at a I didn't even notice that. He was at the wide nine. Oh dude, my ever god. Ever since Aaron Donald started doing that, all those guys want all those guys want a piece of that action. So you basically you're putting him at the top of the hill and letting him run down. That's basically when you put Kenny Clark at a wide nine. Because you got all that momentum, having to take three or four steps to get full speed, and he's gonna hunt, he's gonna hit that tackle or a tight end, whoever's on that edge is about to, they about to eat it. You about know. to feel it, right? They about to feel it. Yeah, yeah. You better Man. get a wide, you better get a wide set and then settle a little bit if you're playing tackle. Man, I don't know if you can start. Exactly, I don't know if you can even anchor down on that. That's tough. Woo. So with that, like, you tell me, is it perception or reality? You think you think he's? Do you think that it's it's changed? Or, or is it just he's kind of circumstantially doing his job and not getting maybe not getting some of the love that that he's used to getting when the team's doing better? Um, yes, it's that last part. It's just not getting the love because the team is not doing good, and because he's doing his job, like he's showing up, he's executing his moves, executing the the scheme or the play call at the time. Um, this one play really where he was out of position, where he took that inside, that slight inside step on the run play that where Derrick Henry went to the outside. That was one play out of six that we watched, but we pretty sure obviously for all the plays, it's still a low percentage of where he he's put himself in the wrong position where he's actually doing his job, sucking up the linemen to help his linebackers hit the gaps, you know, because that's what defensive line job is. Let the linebackers go feast. And, you know, that's what one team, during our playing days, we didn't play him a whole lot. That was successful at that was uh, the Ravens. Yeah. Ray Lewis, Deuce. Ray Deuce Lewis, uh, Adams, right? Sharper, all those guys, those linebackers, was able to do their job because they had big Sam Adams, t- uh, Tony Saragusa, and a mm-hmm. few other big guys. Uh, McQuarrie eating up the old line. He was a bad dude. He was a problem. You only get – You, you want to hear something funny about that? Yeah. Ray, you know Ray Lewis? Ray Lewis uh, – so two things that are funny – Ray Lewis demanded that they that they run that defense because he couldn't like he couldn't function in the four three because that center could go get him. It's true. <laughs> I'm, hey, he knew he he was smart. No, that's yeah, smart. no, it's true. It's yeah. true. And then, no, and then the the only offensive lineman who ever has got AFC or NFC offensive player of the, of the week was Brian Waters when Kansas City Brian Waters Kansas City. Yeah, I remember Brian Kansas Waters. Yeah, he's a bad man. So Brian 64. Waters was left guard, and he and he beat up. 
I think the entirety of the Baltimore Ravens, but he had a couple of like, you got to hold, I mean, Brian was a 500 pound bench guy. Yeah. You got to hold a Ray a couple of times. And I think dumped him. And because, because Ray was so revered, yeah, you know, that he, he actually got like AFC player of the week, which is like offensive line. You're just going to do that's not even an award for us, but <laughs> that's, you know, how, you know, you're a legend that if somebody has a good day against you, they get player of the week. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. At, oh, at that yeah. position. Oh, hundred percent. Understood. So, I wanted to do a little Monday morning QB. Ooh, uh, I saw this. Yeah, I was this like, year, This okay. week. Uh, so the first thing is, league-wide, offensive play is absolute garbage. I'm, yeah. I'll, let me give you these, some of these numbers. from This is just from this last weekend, dude. <laughs> okay, I'm going to so score set. Scores. Okay, we got Eagles, Colts, 17-16. Jets, yeah. Patriots, 310. We'll talk about the Jets because, oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the Giants only score 18. Panthers, Ravens, 13 to 3. Like, three <laughs> points in an NFL game. Yeah. yeah. 23 to 10, Texans. Uh, 22-16, Raiders, Broncos. Obviously, the Vikings had three points. You just – I mean, and then you got the Niners, Cardinals tonight. Cardinals going to be without Murray, so they might not score. I mean, that yeah. it's bad football in – like you tell me what why do you think that is happening like why do you think that they've already they've schemed everything to make the offensive score more points right you see football, every, everything's designed the rules, the rules everything yes, for the rule why do you think i think the secret sauce and it ain't no secret because we've been talking about it on this show forever is the training camp problem they have to maximize i think teams that figured it out kansas city are maximizing their time where yes, they got a little bit less time to hit, so they're hitting more. They're in that maximum, you know, they're maximizing that time and space. And when you show, and not only hitting, you're getting the reps that you need with your quarterback, with your starter, to the receivers, to the third string, to the you know first string, to the third string. They're catching the balls from Pat Mo- from the quarterback. They're they're getting everything, you know, the fill of a, of a press coverage. They got the DBs in their faces, the D linemen and O linemen. They're going at it, and so Andy Reid. I think is doing a really good job. Patriots, another team, they just don't have the talent, but they got the coaching. And when they play in the game, they're not really getting – there's very few games where I could say the Patriots have been blown out. You know, fundamentally, they're sound everywhere, Offense, especially their offensive line and their defensive line. That's that's where – and DBs as well. I know Bill Belichick, that's his position. He likes to really go, you know, get after and teach those guys the fundamentals, all the rules, the things they could do to get away with to cover a wide receiver because he knew and he knows that this uh, NFL is tailored to quarterbacks and wide receivers now. So I think it's the training camp thing, 100%. They just not maximize. T- a lot of a lot, a lot of the 32 teams are not getting, you know, the maximization out of the less time they have. And instead of putting them guys on the shelf in the games, you know, they need to play, you know, more snaps in preseason ball when the games come up. Yeah. I, another way to say another way to say that is, is at least to me is that I think technically we're just we're just inferior. Um, and we, you, you can say right. it, it could very well just be because they don't get enough training camp experience. Um, certainly, certainly the more confrontations you can go into before live action, the, you know, like exactly. intuit, intuitively, the better you would be off. Right. Yeah. But what's crazy to me now is all the, like all, every single rule they make is for the offense. Everything, everything is skewed and skewed and it's the production is, not what you would expect it to be given all of the advantages they have. Mm-hmm. And when you watch a lot of these teams play, there are so many people losing individual matchups. And in particular, I'm an offensive lineman. 
offensive so i'm biased to this mm-hmm. but like offensive line individuals are losing to the defensive tackle the defensive end at a rate that is surprising you know and, and mm. it's in other words it's surprise it's like the free agency and the trade deadline there's a reason that you don't see an offensive lineman get traded at the trade deadline like there's a lot of teams with, with bad offensive linemen there's just so many teams that don't have good ones that the ones that actually have enough good ones, they ain't giving them up. Right. Like, yeah, no. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. trading for an offensive lineman, right? Because like that caught, like people are just not willing to trade them. Like they'll trade for a quarterback, a, a defensive Run, end, a running line. back, anybody. Yeah. So that position, like getting a good player at that position and then finding a system that works at that position is becoming like I to me is becoming a top priority because you can kind of like you could seven on seven receivers and DBs. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yep. run, and running backs and linebackers to some to, to some part of the game, yeah. But you cannot pillow pad offensive and defensive line play. Like you no. got to buy a ticket, you got to strap up, you got to put your stuff on. You got to, you got to be willing to like, hey, we're gonna the rest of the day is gonna feel pretty bad. Like you got to be able to do all that if you want to get good. And just guys aren't willing to go do that on their own, and mm-hmm. they don't literally have time to do it with. Uh, during training camp and during these practices. Right. Yeah. It's like a boxer preparing preparing for the title fight without sparring. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. It's That's like exactly this is a full this is a full contact sport. And you're telling me for two and a half, actually a whole month in August, you're not having the one percent of physical for fifty percent of the time? Is that cause I think it's less than that that they hit now. You know, um so I think it's eleven is, or thirteen training camp practices. Some right. some ridiculous number. And you got 31 days, and you're telling me, and that's it. So that's what was that? Less than a third. And right I there? and I and I know that I know that there's like uh it's like nuanced, right? Because I think they can put like their pads on, but if they have shorts on, it's not full pads. Correct. You know, so you know, so it's like, well, I'm not tackling can... to the ground, but still you got your pads on. But like I I dude, I watch training camp practices all I mean, you know, every year. Yeah. And like, I'm telling you, like it it's just it's not the same. Yeah, the intensity is not the same. People are just trying. It's, it's literally about getting through. I know one of the biggest differences, like when I was playing, was when I went to, when we were in Green Bay, we used to like get after it, like because we just had those. All we were just those guys, right? Yep. It didn't mean we were the best players in the league, but like we liked to get after it. We liked to work. I got to I got to Carolina, and I remember like I was trying to get after people, and I remember Dan Morgan and Will, and they had great defense, man. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, listen, Dan took me aside. He's like, listen. John, like Foxy, the way that he like he runs camp, we're down in South Carolina. It's hot, it's humid. He goes, and two and a half hours twice a day. He goes, you will not make it through training camp. We will not make it through training camp if 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 we do this every single day. And so it was like I was like, you know, first of all, I was like, I don't care. Right, you know? me too. Then, I would have like, been the same. Yeah, but then but then after, it's like it's like you're throwing a ball against the wall. And nobody's throwing it back. You know, you yeah. throw the ball into the ocean. Like nobody's throwing the damn ball back. It's like nobody wanted to play with me. You yeah, so, that was so, so it, that was Houston. Got, yeah, that was Houston got, for me. It got it kind of got to the point where you're like, yeah, man, you just got to figure out like the times we're going to go. We got to go, and the defense and the defense on that was a defensive team, so they'd be like, hey, yeah, hey, we're going, and it was like, okay, I guess we get to go now. Like, I guess we get to play now. But that's how right. that's how it is for a lot of teams, and I think that's how it is in the league more often than not. Now is like we're trying to get through this. We're trying to survive this. Um, and not because of, yeah. not because of like two two and a half hour full pad of practice like we had back then, but just yeah. because like hey, all we care about is getting you know getting those checks in, in during during game week. Yeah, different mindset. Interesting. Interesting. Here's the next one, man. Yeah. This is just I'll just say it. Is it time to fire Joe Barry? 
was it two years now or one and a half? This will be one and a half. The sample size has gotten, I think, large enough. Yeah. You got a lot of talent on that side of the ball, dude. Man, you do. Um, I mean, oof. What do you do? Uh, okay, let's say you fire him. What do you do? That's the problem, right? Yeah, that's the problem because, like we mentioned, like the DB's coach. Jerry, Jerry Gray's DB's coach. Yeah, and, they, and they, you could tell they're not communicating properly. So I don't I don't think you fire him. You just – you may do it later, not then, not midseason. Okay. But you do it. You do it later. You do your research. You find some DC, some DCs or assistants that have been productive with defensive backs and D line play. I say if you look for a guy to unfortunately place Joe Barry, you want to find somebody that understands defensive line play to linebacker play, and then somebody else that can help out with the DBs and get that communication down and technique down, and just knowing just had that awareness because some of it's awareness. Do you see situations to where you know, you see penalties happen where it's holding or you get a PI at the wrong time. It's like you got to be aware of those sometimes. And sometimes that's just coaching on top of that. So just find find that coach. You know, if that is a case where, unfortunately, Joe Barry loses his job, then find a guy that understands or a group of guys that understands those basic techniques sometimes. And I think that's what's being lost right now is ba- basic basic technical training. I'm so glad you just said that because I was just looking over the, the coach's roster as you were talking. I do not recognize. So I know I know Adam Senovich. Adam Senovich was yes. in, he, he's from Michigan. He went to training camp with us in in Carolina. I don't know how long his NFL career was. If he made it for a cup of coffee or not, but yeah. I know at one point he was in NFL training camp. Yeah, he was. I think he was in Houston with me. Okay, yeah. so so maybe he made it a couple seven oh eight. Yeah. yeah, maybe made it a couple of years. Okay, I do. I literally I'm looking at this right now, and obviously I know that Luke Buckus has an uncle that's famous. Yeah, <laughs> I do not. As I look at this entire roster i do not recognize a single and i think i know jerry gray played at one point Mm -hmm. i do not recognize a single name that is a contemporary of ours no as that that played football no at that level right and 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 if if you would if i would have asked you who the best coach on this on this team is you probably would have said at least last year you would have said adam stenovich yeah and you just talked about we are lacking in technical. We're lacking in the, the nuances of the game. I'm not saying that's why. I think that's really interesting. It is because you bring up a fact that if you're around guys that are football-minded, that means they understand the whole process of football from the physicalness to the technicality of defense and offense and to, to hack, of tackling to throwing – to running the ball and how you set up a play action pass to how you plan on special teams or how you're going to do a return, you know, Oh, well, you know what, we're going to do a fake on this play. And this is what we're going to do to set that fake up. That's just football IQ. You got to have that. And you, if you don't have it with certain guys at the positions that are on the field, then then the little details that are missed, that's where the little details, that's where you see, okay, somewhere in the coaching, because you, I don't assume the players to know that. Cause I know I didn't know everything. But I was willing to listen to my coaches, coach me up, or even my teammates to say, okay, AG, you know what, try this next time when you do this for with your footwork, you know, picking up the blitz or running this route, point your toy like this before you go to the out route or whatever. I was like, I'm listening, but then I'm listening to everybody, not just I'm listening to y'all, I'm listening to my coaches, you know, even coaches at other positions, you know, wide receiver coach might coach me up because he knows how to run a comeback route when I might have to run a comeback route. I'm going to listen to that. And so when that's lacking, that's where you kind of see the pitfalls of that. 
Let's skip this one and go right to get off my lawn. <laughs> All right, do let's it? go. Yeah, let's go. Because I want to talk about you, – did you see what Zach Wilson – so Zach Wilson, well, they uh, dropped no, three yeah. points. What did we talk about? Yeah. Okay, so the Jets dropped three points. Uh, Zach Wilson's – I'll just give you a stat line uh, just to put this in perspective, okay? So <laughs> after the game, he said – he's the quarterback of the New York Jets, dude. You're in the New York market. Yeah. Did you? Uh-huh. Do you feel like you let the defense down? No. Next question. You were nine for 22 for 77 yards, four sacks for 33 yards, QBR of 24 and a half. You ran three times for 26 yards, 8.7 yards with a long of 14. You scored three points. I know you're down. I know you're down, Elijah Vera Tucker. I know you're down, Brees Hall. I know. The Patriots, <laughs> right. aren't, world, the Patriots aren't world beaters on defense. You just dropped three. I mean, that's what, that's what it is. You, right. you, have, you have wide receivers. But when you play that position, you are accountable for everything. Mm. I, you know, you, you're second pick in the draft, right? A lot of stuff's coming out right now. Like different draft guys were saying, okay, this, you know, he, you know his, his uncle runs jet blue. He's, you know, he's this, he's that. He's immature, blah, blah. This kid is, he's been immature since day one. Mm. He's got talent. There's no question about it. Someone's feeding him lies, dude. Like someone is feeding this kid lies about who he is, what his responsibilities are to this team, this organization, this that that city, the you know media responsibilities you're going to have to have, how you answer things, how you carry yourself, right. but how you act as a leader of a football team. And like, I don't care if you're young or not, man. There's an easy way to answer that question. Yeah, we let him down. I got to play better. Yeah. Next question. Hundred percent. Man, yeah, you're you're one of the per- people that are executing plays to score points. You're the you're side you're on the side of the ball where the team that you're on is designed to score points. The other side of the ball is the team that is designed to stop people from scoring and picking up yards and scoring points. And I mean, I would take a responsibility for anything that I know in a loss that if I was on that play, if I didn't do it, even if I did it, I'm still responsible. Um, you know, so I think a lot of players today, I believe they have to realize that that they actually have a, a greater role other than being on the headline news of doing whatever or posting the next TikTok video, you know. Do you put so th- this is a guy who's doing the gritty in the end zone lot, you know what right. I mean? Like, th- yes. that's, like, that's like, what okay, I mean. Dude, like, and let me just be really clear about when I say stuff like that. Justin Jefferson can do whatever the hell he wants because he's in the doing end zone his job. He's the man. He's this doing dude, his job. you are not that guy, right? You're just not that guy. Here, here's so here's my question. How many – so he lost the defense. Defense is over there like, dude, we've given up one touchdown in two games versus these guys. We lost both games. Like, Right. Yeah, don't call and now you're tell, you don't owe us anything? So now you're on offense. You, you know the defense ain't talking to him. The problem, yeah. I mean, they might be pulling him aside, but I think this dude's got to have whiplash because I'm grabbing him. You're grabbing him. Yep. Flanagan's grabbing him. You know what I mean? Dude, Coaches grabbing him. Wide Get receivers grabbing him. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. man, what – what, how if you're if you're in that room, what do you need to see from that guy to move, move forward? Uh, show up, practice like you want to win. Practice like it means something to you. You know, prepare like it means something to you. You know, and don't answer questions like that because obviously you're doing your job. Answer it. Say, hey, you know what? Mess up. I gotta figure it out. I gotta make it right. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Say the things. Because you're doing it, not just say it just to say it. Say it because you're doing it too. On top of that, 
Yeah, next young players. Knuckleheads. Next, next, next one here. Baker Mayfield gets a Again. start in Carolina. Baker, I, I, like, I was a big, I was a Baker Mayfield fan, and when he, like, when he was at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. he liked the personality. Yeah, yeah. You, know, the, you, know, you could tell he's a fighter. He's a grinder. Yeah. yeah. They scored three points yesterday. Twenty-one for thirty-three, two picks. You know, QBR twenty-point four. Oh, I don't even, I don't know how to calculate QBR, but I, I twenty-four point <laughs> sounds pretty bad. Yeah. You know, and you just go, you just start thinking to yourself, like, is this guy, is he done? Is he, he's done as an NFL quarterback, isn't he? Uh, I would say it's it's in the same neighborhood as with Mr. Zach Wilson. They are young players that don't understand how to prepare and deal with the media and but prepare, I say prepare to play football and then try to then say they got firepower to fire, you know, make comments, make statements. Cause we saw that before he left Cleveland, you know, he's making comments about his contract. He's making comments about shots fired. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, bro, what are you done? Do something first. When you, think- you was a first round draft pick. That's it. That's it. But you he got progressive up, commercials, man. He got progressive yes. commercials and he thought I was like, no. man, this I, I've arrived. And it's no. like, it's like, it's cool no, to bro. be cocky. Like it's, it's cool to be cocky. Like it really is like people, you know, if, if you're cocky and people, and you could back it up, like you can create this narrative, you can get super famous, you can do all this stuff because people want to hear that because it's controversial. Yeah. Right? I get that. I get, I do it's get the, that. Yes. Right. But you, but I tell you what, if you can't back it up, if it's you, like I tell my kids. That's the know, key my kid, phrase. My back kids will start up. talking, my kids start talking that noise. I'll be like, okay, here's the deal. If you don't back it up, you look like a fool. Okay. And everybody, and everybody will marginalize you. That's what happens. And what's happened to him is like, there's too much banging on the, you know, on the drum a little bit. And now you just want to, I, you know, with all these guys, you just want to see him. Not you want to see him win. Yeah. You, you want to see, you want to see him do well. Right. Like, you want to see him do well. Gotta, yeah. They got, they got to get humbled a little bit to do well. A hundred percent. You have to be humble coming into it in the first place. But if you're not where these guys are, you have to be humble. And then, you will get they don't realize if you're humble and they're balling where you don't have to do anything when you score you scoring a touchdown should be the, should be it mm-hmm. you know some guys that do more you know i wasn't an end zone guy but like you said justin jefferson he's doing his job he's do making job. he's making unbelievable plays so you know what go gritty it out yeah some players don't do that some players just make a touchdown and boom that's it aaron donald he shut down the run game in the Super Bowl. He was pointing to his finger. Why? Because he he earned it. You know, he worked for it. So p- players, and I just say young people in general got to understand. There's no, that. there's nothing wrong with showing joy. There's right. Nothing wrong with showing joy. Celebrate, yeah. but like you said, back it up every time. You know, and be humble about it. Let your and and most of the time, what I did, I just let let my actions show. Let my actions do the trash talking. That was all enough for me. So I just said the MVP. I think Patrick Mahomes last night and just MVP race is closed. Let's shut door, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's winning. He's, he's winning. The only week I lost fantasy in one of my leagues was because that whole, the team was on a bye week. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, oh my God, he's so good. Is anybody, nobody's playing as good as he is, right? There's just no a, quarterback wise. No. no. And, and it's to our point, what we're talking about right now with these two, two young quarterbacks, right. we got a quarterback that's still in, he's in their age bracket. He's just a few years older, mm-hmm. but he gets it. Mm-hmm. He understands it. You know, he hangs out with his guys. He he owns up to mistakes. He says it right away. He doesn't make no excuses. He's doing everything that you just as a player. I don't care he, the position. He, they should leader. be emulating him is what you're 100%, saying. hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. You know, I'm like, I would have loved to play with this dude. 
as a oh my god, I would have loved to play with this dude. And He's along with with uh, Andy Reid and uh, Eric Bieniemy calling plays, I'm like that's, as a runner, I'm like oh that cl- that that three headed monster, the collaboration they have, yes. the way they talk about each other, how fond of one another they are. Yes. You know, I mean, because you you have that with the players, but Patrick Mahomes feels that way about those two guys, right? You know, what I mean, he, he generally like has affection for both those. A lot of a lot of it's like yeah, yeah, you know, he coach calls plays, I run him. That's what it is. That's the relationship. Yeah. No. This is a you could do a collaborative they, effort. They care. Yeah, they care. They care about this him as care. a man. Yeah. And so therefore, you know, therefore he cares about them. And yeah, I th- I think he is definitely somebody that young quarterbacks should be emulating. Man, he just seems yeah. to do. I know he's got some his brother, you know, whatever is a pain in the ass or something on social oh. media, but <laughs> I but didn't like, know that. Like he does, he, he seems to do everything now. right. Okay. Um, the last thing I got instead of this FIFA question, FIFA question, I, I do you think do you even watch? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm gonna start watching. Okay. I've been watching. Okay, so the, the men's national team is is starting they're right, on now. right now. Yeah, yeah. They're on I don't right think now. they make. It. I'm just gonna tell you. But so there's a couple of things. I don't think they're gonna make it out of the bracket because Wales and England are better than they are. Yeah, I would they're, say England in general. The, the, the app just so so the FIFA so they're in the Qatar and they got all these like problems. But yeah, of course. The app First crash. You can't even get into the games. You can't get your tickets. There's like four oh. teams, including the England, England and the Netherlands, that were gonna wear these armbands that were like anti. Um, discrimination War? armbands oh, oh, okay. and fifa of course banned them because it's because of guitar right because of guitar yeah yeah and then like like the the beer thing two out two days before the game starts they can't drink beer in the stadiums which it's it, then there's like it's not a big deal you can't do that anywhere it's like oh yeah you can you just can't literally drink it in this in the stands you can drink it in the stadiums they have places to drink in the stadiums like i've yeah. been there i know yeah Right, and then, and then it's like, like I think you can go to if 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 you're a homosexual in in Qatar, I think you can spend like seven days in prison or something, right? It's some bullshit. Like it's just something complete. And they're oh like, yeah, God. everybody's invited. It's like, just no. right there, you should be like, dude, we can't go here. That is that is a, literally a problem. Like That's you know a, what I mean? How you miss that? How you miss? They that? didn't miss it, dude. They just got. They all got. So that there's obviously like been. There's been at least talks of there's been a, there was a lot of people getting bribed with like millions, multi million dollar bri- bribes oh to, to get their votes. The whole oh, thing's a damn shit show. money. So, so today, Belgium was just they stitched love on their collars. Okay. Right? They probably did it like rainbow colors or something. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Yeah. 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 But they did. Belgium, dude, kiss by. Hey, Belgium, good for you. Everybody yeah, else, there FIFA, you go. go, FIFA goes, no, you can't do it. And they're going to try to, they're going to try to like, what are you going to do? Take the shirts off? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just such. It is. It's pathetic, man. It's the big. Yes. It's the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest sports federation in the world, and it's yep. not surprisingly the most corrupt sports federation in the world. I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna hopefully the U.S. plays well. I think I can't wait to see Brazil play this year. I think Vinny Me Jr. Too. is gonna like be amazing in this World Cup and kind of show everybody that he's one of the you know top two or three goal scorers in the world. Mm-hmm. Benzema being out is gonna kill France. Like I, I'm super. I'm 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 bought in, but. We're all watching it going like, dude, there shouldn't be a guitar and like FIFA needs to be regulated. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's pure craziness. Man, I didn't know all the underlying stories there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm, it's... I'm in to watch it, though. I know I got friends going over there, too, to watch it in person. Oh, really? Yeah, I got some. I know he went to the last one. I think it was in, uh, was it in England or Spain somewhere? It was like 2016. Mm-hmm. Well, where was it in 2016? It was around that time. So. I... I, I should know, but I don't. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. But uh, no, nah, man. Oh gracious. no, it was in Russia. Well, uh, no, it was it was one. Okay, it wasn't that one. It okay. might have been. So it was every two years, or every four years. Four. Every four. So that means it was twenty twelve, where mm-hmm. he okay. went to that one because he brought me back a Brazil jersey for that one. So. Roger, Roger. Yep. All right, man. So uh, hey, 
great show today, man, as usual. Uh, good job getting everything ready to go uh, for us. And hopefully these boys, we're going to see what how, how they – it's going to – now it's going to be a, a question of pride because the season, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's pretty much over. You know, but, you know, there's a outside – it's a way outside chance. You win all these games, which it's going to be tough. Uh, other teams lose. And mm-hmm. maybe there's something at the end, you know, thinking optimistically, you know, thinking with a silver lining here. But reality is you got to play these games to show up. And we already know the right. Bears are playing a, a lot better than the first meeting. Justin Jefferson, there we are, just, um, Justin Fields, excuse me. He's hurt now, but different quarterback, different calling, play calling. Joe Getze is doing something to help him you know, be a beta player that he's be, becoming now. So that's going to be an interesting game. So we got games like that coming down the snide that is going to be some check. Um, we check have no check. easy. We have no easy outs in the NFC North. Zero, right? zero, no easy no outs. Out. So yeah, we'll see how these games go. Um, we got what? We're in Philly this week. Is yeah, that what it fun. is? Yeah. Be so fun. it's going to. Be, so so Philly, Philly's got Limbo Joseph and Dominican Sue now. Yes. And, uh, and they have Fletcher Cox, Hargraves. Fletcher so, Cox is a problem. Yeah. Hard, dude, Hargraves. Just yeah, we'll see. Just yeah. wait. This will be super interesting because Ndamukong Sue and Jennifer Joseph like walked off the bus yesterday and was like, oh, man, he, they can still play, right? Hargrave's <laughs> been killing everybody. They yeah. got Hassan Reddick. They got Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's legit. Hassan Reddick is legit. Yep. They got four defensive tackles that are all pro or have been all pro now. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. So that's what they got. So we'll talk about a little bit more on Thursday as well. So, or no, it's Thanksgiving Thursday. Are yeah. we gonna, what are we going to do? I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. We'll figure it out. All right, Mike. Let everybody know where they can find you on the social media. Yeah, MikeWall68 on Twitter, Process to Perform, and Instagram. Check this show out on YouTube, uh, backslash Process to Perform. All right. And you can find me at Green 30 on Twitter and Instagram. And also my gaming podcast, Green's Gamers Lounge. That is on YouTube and Twitch live Rich. on Wednesdays as well. So hope everyone have a great week. And we'll see you next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with a Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A one dollar donut with any medium or larger coffee. Excludes specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.